Greetings, Top Teners, and welcome to this week's rendition of Top 10 with Kyle and Mike. I am your host, Kyle. Opposite me today is, of course, Mike, but also a very special guest, Caroline, Mike's longtime girlfriend. Today, she has a Top 10 prepared that Mike and I will rigorously debate until we have a definitive Top 10 by episode's end. Caroline, what is our topic for this week? Hey, guys. So uh, this week's topic is going to get... A little bit nostalgic, uh, a little bit funny, and a little bit frustrating. So, uh, this week's topic is um, useless things that you've learned in school. Oh. (laughs) Yep. That's a long list. Uh, Yeah, I know, right? It's really hard to narrow (laughs) down just 10 and a couple honorable mentions. Isn't there a big thing? I think there's a book called Shit My Teacher Told Me or like Lies. Lies My Teacher Told Me, right? (laughs) I'm mixing up lies my teacher told me and then uh, shit my dad says. (laughs) So just to clarify, this list is mostly isn't necessarily lies, but it's it's things (laughs) that you look back on that you learned and you're like, what the heck? Why did we spend so much time doing that? So not necessarily lies that you're told. I think one of them might fall into that bucket, but mostly just things that you look back and you're frustrated because you spent so much time doing. Awesome. I think like. I'm thinking of, so I think it depends. I think it it's easy to think like, oh, it might depend on your profession, like what's useful and what's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think there are probably 10 things that are useless to everybody. Right. We'll, yep. we'll see how it goes. Yep. Yeah. There are some, there are some <laughs> advanced mathematical concepts, um, Kyle, that you were, uh, you were very helpful in schooling me in that I think probably are useless to all. I know they're useless to me because they're beyond me, but... Um, you know, some useless stuff out there, my friend. Yeah. Quick story. Just real quick story. <laughs> I, I had to defend myself. In college, uh, I was in a, a Calc 3 class where we were learning a concept called Lagrange multipliers, which are useless entirely. In, in no way related to ZZ Top. No, not at all. Unfortunately, I got real excited briefly. This is Calc 3, which you cannot take in high school, typically, and so I assumed, and, and Mike did not take Calc 3 in college. We were on a different track. So I assumed that Mike had not seen Lagrange multipliers <laughs> in high school because I was doing this, like, in college. And I just started, like, like rudimentarily explaining Lagrange multipliers to Mike. I made the assumption that he didn't know what they were. And, in fact, he did. And this was s- six years ago. <laughs> and still I get grief for it. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm sorry I assumed that. I really am. I truly am. <laughs> I know. That's why I like bringing it up, because I know you're actually sorry about it. All right. Let's keep on going. At any rate, Caroline, what do you got? Hit us with numero 10. All right. Oh, and just one more thing to clarify. This list kind of only takes into consideration things that happen from elementary school through high school, so kind of not including college, just to be super clear. Rightly so. I think that's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, number 10, we're going to start in gym class. Oh. And this one's going to go to the rope climb. And why do they make kids climb rope? And I think, I think we did this in sixth grade. Is that like the American fitness test or something? Is that what they I called it? I have no idea. But it's just so puzzling why they make kids who don't even have developed muscles yet climb a rope, which seems really dangerous in retrospect. That does seem, especially because it's usually like, pretty I don't high. Know, Twenty feet up in the air, right? It probably it's probably not actually twenty, but it definitely feels like twenty when you're that age. Although, maybe did you guys actually do rope climbs? Yeah, yeah I did. 
Oh, see, I just assumed that was like something that like like kids that were forced to struggle on TV had to do. Oh, like, no. like a dodgeball like we never. Yeah, like just to make you get it. Okay, this kid's a nerd. Like I, I never actually did a rope climb ever. Oh wow! In my life, I still I still probably can't climb a rope, but I was never forced to try yeah. to as a child yeah. at school. It was pretty mortifying. Yeah, how did you do? I'd like to hear about this because you said something about kids who don't yet have developed muscles. I'm curious. Um, for you as somebody who is still developing her uh, muscles, how did that go for you? Um, it did not go very well. Um, if I'm remembering cl- correctly, there were two ropes set up in the gym and one had knots tied in it, which made it easier was to that climb. Like the weenie rope? Yeah. And one was just a straight rope. And I think by chance I ended up in the line that was just the straight rope. I don't know how or why. A mistake but, was made. Right. A mistake was made. And I think I ended up with rope burns on my hands Four days. However, I would like to call out that during the presidential fitness test in sixth grade, I had the record amount of sit-ups in the whole entire grade. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. You go good. Yeah. Strong and I core. think my muscles hurt like for a month afterward, but. Do you mind if I ask how many sit-ups you were able to do? I really don't remember. Ballpark it for us. I think it was how many you could do in a minute. And I okay. think. Er, yeah. I think that makes was, sense. Yeah. I think it was how many you could do in a minute. And I think. I made it to like fifty something. Like it was pretty, pretty on a second. Yeah, yeah it was pretty man. baller. Yeah, that's like military. Wow. I think that's what they do in the military. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely part of the actual fitness test that we did in college. Like it's the number oh, of sit-ups yeah. you can do in like ninety seconds or something. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people <gasps> who like who after high school or or whenever they took this test went on a safari uh, and were running away from a lion and climbed up some sort of vine and they were really happy that they learned this in school yeah like maybe i don't know i just see (laughs) see it as you know i get you do um whatever sport you do in gym because it's team building or you know you run around the track because you know you get your exercise yeah i don't know there's different merits for for different exercises you do in gym class this to me had had no benefit other than humility Earth. That's a good distinction. So, like, it's not the concept of testing someone's physical health. It's the concept of like, like, what can we? What are we learning from a rope climb? Like, mm-hmm. what does? Why? Why is this particular test what we're doing? It makes sense because, like, a swim test, you know, you make sense. Like, oh, well, you got to make sure you can swim so you don't, you know, drown. Right. Like, you might find yourself in water pretty reasonably. The rope thing is kind of out there. I, <laughs> I totally. Get I think it. the rope thing is a lot like dodgeball, though. It doesn't build character; it reveals it. You know. <laughs> Oh, did you see Dodgeball, Mike? I did see Dodgeball, so I feel like that oh. might be what it's all about, you know? <laughs> all right, let's do number nine. Okay, number nine. So I did consult the interweb on this one because Don't I didn't know if... that. We're going to cut that. I didn't know if this was... No, I just didn't know if it was a weird thing that my <laughs> elementary school did or if it was a, a nationwide thing. Oh, but... my God. I'm now thinking there's one that – sorry. There's one that's specific to probably our learning that has to be, like, number one on this. Keep going. We'll talk. Keep oh, going. Boy. Um, okay, yeah. So this one is taking care of an egg. Oh! Did you guys have to do oh. that? Like, you, everyone got a raw egg, or not like, like in the shell, obviously, and you drew faces on it, you put feathers on it, you decorated it like it was, I don't know. You that's know, cruel. Well, you put feathers on it? That's kind of, oh, that's kind of I, fucked up. Oh, wow. I didn't think Isn't it? that. Well, it's, they were like decorative. Te- it's like teasing the egg, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if you'd been actually, uh, 
Mm. Fertilized? Yeah, didn't think... Like, googly eyes, rather. You know, stuff like that. Um, And then you'd have to take care of it and treat it with such care that it, it wouldn't break. And then the first one, or the last one in the game, I guess, gets the most responsible kid in the grade or whatever. I don't know. Is this akin to the the sack of flour baby thing yes. that you do? And uh, yeah, that makes sense. I'm so pretty was sure this that, a, yeah, I'm sorry, you go. Was this is this something you learned in high school, like <gasps> like life skills in high school? No way. I, we no, no, it was not then. high school. Do that. I, this must have been elementary school because I can't imagine doing it in middle school. I think it was an elementary school thing. It's a lot of responsibility for an elementary right. school and, kid. And at this that point in your life, I don't really understand the point of learning this type of responsibility. I get, I know some high schools do those like weird interactive babies thing. They give you in, I don't know, whatever sex ed when you're in high school. Uh, Tamagotchi. Yeah. But you know what? Take it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But taking care of an egg is not really uh, the same thing as taking care of a a, a little baby. But you you never know. My, my now uh, pregnant sister, uh, learned all of her parenting skills that I assume she'll be employing from her Tamagotchi. So, like, yeah. who's to say, really? Yeah. God, I hope not. Those things died very easily. Yeah. Not Nicole's. Nicole's lived a long time. Uh, like, I, I was just a bad... I just think I was just bad at yeah, it. See, but that's the thing. Maybe if you had this egg, you'd have learned. I feel like I, I just... <laughs> I, I know you're telling the truth. I cannot believe this actually happened in real life because this feels like something that happened on every TV show ever. Like, I know yeah. this happened on Ned Declassified, Yep. I'm pretty sure this happened on Full House. I know that something very similar happened on Parks and Rec when Anne and Chris want to have a baby. Like, every show ever has had the take care of an egg thing. Yeah. I mean, they have to base it off of real life, you know? I guess the debate is, like, are you taking the useful skill away from this? And, like, the the really useful skill about this is just, like learning to not place an infant like really hard on something like just mm. placing it gently on things yeah which like that's a really good point that's sort of like you know, the big lesson here but yeah it's not like you've learned to like oh you've learned to respond to uh the eggs uh needs and wants and desires yeah. like oh you mm. paid sufficient emotional attention to this egg it's, it's more just like you didn't smash this egg mm. which like but but <laughs> as a barrier to entry if i'm just going to use uh 16 and pregnant or whatever that show is called as a proxy for like the unprepared young parent out there, I think learning not to smash the baby is a good start. Yeah, it's a good pre. It's number one. Like it, that's kind of the first thing we got to learn here. Yeah, it's baby. It's baby having or baby raising one oh one. Yeah. Like this is the intro course, <laughs> which I suppose Still, is appropriate because Caroline, when doing this, was in elementary school, right? Yeah, you're hope at that point a ways away from it. Yeah, like Chucky, <laughs> Chucky had Melman, I think, uh, that he learned about responsibility from. So I, I feel like this is sort of yeah. your Melman. In retrospect, these, this seems kind of more like a, an arts and crafts project, decorating the egg rather than actually taking care of it. Mm. But. All right. Well, I like it. Yeah, I'm a big fan. To eight? Yeah, sure. So um, number eight. So this is more of an earlier education Thing that happened to me um but number eight is how to count to 10 in foreign languages and nothing else oh so <laughs> I, slice, I right i feel like i can count to three at least in like 10 different languages and like what is the point of that when will you ever find yourself in a foreign country 
and like just need to say one, two, three. That's a really good point because basically your your context aside, you're sort of limited to like up to three of whatever is on your body. Like you can like say three generically. Like if somebody queries you, like how many eggs would you like? Three. Mm-hmm. But then if you're Or depending where you are. Yes, very good point. It could be important how you gesture it. Um, Or if you have to actually introduce the topic, then it has to be like a number of things that you have. Like if I needed to signal I need five testicles, I could do that. But if I needed to say like five giraffes and somebody hadn't said to me, how many giraffes would you like? Yeah. I'm hosed. Well... Yeah, like, if you asked me, like, Kyle, you're going somewhere where they speak Swahili exclusively. Yeah. I was thinking Swahili, what? too. I don't know why that was the first I think thing that's that like my that, head. That's, like, the most foreign language that we know about, because yeah. we're not, like, cultured enough to know anything more obscure than that's that. Really, I think that's the issue. <laughs> I think that we just picked the most impressive language that we knew, I guess. Um, our friend Libby actually can speak Swahili. Mm, I actually fact. can sing a song in Swahili. Fun fact. Can you count oh, to three? Learned, you I learned, learned, not make your list. Uh, I can't count to three in Swahili, but I do know a song that's called On a Farm I Saw a Bird. And we had to sing it in our spring concert in like fourth grade. Oh my. Yeah. I, I just think, you tell me this. <laughs> like, what three words do you want to know? I'm not like, tell me one, two, three. Tell me one, two, three right now. That's all I'll need. Or at least that's what will benefit me most. Like, I want to know how to say help. Mm-hmm. I want to know yeah. how to say American bathroom. I <laughs> just just say American, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> or and, wear yeah. that hat that you're wearing right now. <laughs> yeah, no, this no. guy. This guy. Oh, asshole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but see, no. But you don't need. You don't need anything. You just point. That's my point. That's one yeah. of the limited number of things that you can communicate, regardless. Yeah, I, I don't think kind of three is a good one. Uh, where the hell did you guys go to school? Because, like, these first three things, like, I didn't do... I barely learned how to count to three in English, okay? Wow, you must and, have gone to a really great school that taught you useful skills then. Yeah, you don't, I don't know, know about that, but... elementary school, so I don't yeah. know. You're praising it a little too highly. One of those new age uh, elementary schools, like, oh, we're going to teach your children how to count to three in Burmese. <laughs> All right, well, hopefully once you get further down the list, there will be more things that you can relate to. Oh, don't get me... I'm not complaining, by the way. I think these are fantastic <laughs> and definitely belong on this list. I'm just saying that I think it's hilarious that these are occurring and I haven't seen them, but please continue. Okay. Should I jump to number seven? Yeah, I okay. think you should. Okay. So this is a more universal thing, I think. Uh, this tends to happen in high school. Um, and this one is dissection. Oh. Of frog... The rat, the cat, the worm, the bug, the owl dung, all of the things. Did you say owl, owl dung? dung? Yeah. Um, that's a like thing. poop of an owl. Yes. Yes. Owl. owl. Okay. Yeah. So for Harry me, Potter to me, did a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just I don't really understand the benefit of me, an average girl with an average desk job. Why do I need to know what a cat's insides look like? I don't. I, I really don't. And if you want to further your medical, you know, knowledge, then go go to college for it. You can dissect the cat in college. You know? I think I totally agree with you. <laughs> this, there's not much you can, uh, I can use from that experience and apply it to my current 
uh, current job. I think the the function of the dissection at that age, it's like uh, it's like the really hard engineering class, like that you first start off with. It's a weed out thing, right? Yeah. Like now like you know with with people who want to do pre med. Yeah, exactly. Like like now we know like who the weird kids are that like are into cutting up animals. Like mm. these are the like now these kids know like okay like maybe I should be a doctor. Not weird. I shouldn't say weird. Like all yeah. the kids that enjoyed this are like the people that are taking care of us and making sure that we live to be ripe old ages. Like they're the most brilliant people we know. They're the doctors. But like I think the purpose of the dissection is not necessarily for you to learn anything other than yeah. you have learned that this is something that you would be interested in doing maybe again. Yeah. At some point. I think yeah. I think I've got That's a little a I've got a little pushback on this one too, because I think that it, it partially depends on what we're talking about dissecting. Because I have a hard time believing anybody gets anything from dissecting a worm. Because a worm a worm just there's, worm. there's nothing there's <laughs> nothing of interest right. unless you're talking about a truly gigantic worm or really really cool imaging equipment which I can't imagine any high school has you're not really <laughs> seeing anything or experiencing anything um, I I dissected a fish and a rat and I remember you didn't get the cat? no because oh. I didn't take whatever class that was anatomy I never yeah. took anatomy um I thought that the fish was really cool. I remember mine, I think, was pregnant, which was which was funky, um, which actually, now that Whoa. I'm thinking about it, isn't a thing because it's a fish. Um, <laughs> so I made that up. I just made that up. But there was something weird going on. I don't remember. At any rate, um, yeah, so the, the fish was cool. The rat was awesome. Um, and I agree. I think, I think it was useful because, yeah, it, it kind of weeded people out as far as interest in that. But I, but I also think... Um, I also think it depends on what we're talking about here. Like, a cat is kind of interesting and can last a while. A worm is stupid. So I think I think dissecting something stupid is stupid, but I think dissecting something com- complicated is kind of cool. Mm, I don't know if I agree. It's cool, but we're not talking about the coolest things you learned in school, Mike. Mm, it's true. Yeah. It's useless. I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to revisit this one. I'm not certain it's useless. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Very good. Well, what's out there anyways? All right, uh, Kyle, you want to recap us 10 to 7? Yeah. So uh, number 10 was the rope climb. Mm. Number 9 is taking care of an egg a la an infant. Number 8 was counting to three in foreign languages. (laughs) And nothing else. (laughs) And nothing else. (laughs) Not even high. Uh, And number 7 was dissections of various creatures and poops. So... After number seven, we come to our not top three segment. Caroline, do you have any, uh, or Mike, any any thoughts for, well, first of all, like what our not top three would be in this case and what you would slot in there? I think it's fairly, I mean, it's the things that you would most, like the most useful things you learn in school. Mm. Yeah. Which, I think this one, uh, it was not something that I learned from middle and elementary school uh, per se, but but should have. I was just lazy. Um, but I think that the skill of learning to write a paper mm-hmm. is, I know that this sounds really basic, but that's the biggest skill that I ever learned from school, yeah. um, which is, I think, insanely applicable to no matter what you do, whether that's doing a job that requires some sort of critical thinking or whether that's being a citizen of the world and having to read a lot of, you know, 
increasingly hashtag fake news and, and kind of figuring out what's what and making your own opinion, whatever it is. But I think learning to read something or read a couple things and craft that into something coherent is a hugely important skill. And I know I just went super douchey and straight laced all of a sudden, but I do think that was, I mean, that's huge. That's a huge thing. And I think especially as a little kid learning to do that is, is pretty big. I would agree with that. I was going to go more basic. I was yeah, going to say like spelling, like spelling is important. Mm, not anymore though. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. true. That's the uh, thing. Like that's when you think about a lot of these skills, it's like, who cares anymore? Yeah. yeah like like think arithmetic. About, yeah. Like simple arithmetic is pointless. I mean, frankly, if you were like a Chinese functionary in like the early <laughs> centuries, it was useless because you had an abacus. I was going <laughs> to, my douchey one was going to be like the ability to interact with your peers mm. and like, oh, I was, yeah, I was going to say Low group key, work. the most important thing you learn. But I don't know if it counts because it's not something you're explicitly taught. It's just something that you like kind of learn. But it's a soft skill you... they're trying to teach you. Yeah. But also like nowadays, like it doesn't matter anymore either because like I don't have to talk to you. I can just Instagram you, you know, mm. whatever. Can you, is that a, I don't use this because that, can you just like Instagram another person? Can I use that as a verb? Um, yeah. Yeah, Kyle, you can totally Instagram another person. Okay. Well, Snapchat might be, be a better um, social media. Yeah, probably there, Snapchat but... is what you're looking for here. That would be my vote then. Like, uh, learning to, <laughs> learning to coexist or, uh, interact with your peers what do you think caroline yeah you kind of stole mine i was gonna say um group projects or even just like playing at recess just kind mm. of learning how to get along and function in a group of people is super important because every day at work you know i have to work on stuff with other of my coworkers, and just a really important skill to have to know how to cooperate and and cooperate in a relationship yeah yeah <laughs> ew um are you guys we, are you guys done or I'm we... sorry we just we just yeah. made out actually um <laughs> no but i think what's funny too is like as we're going through this i literally cannot think of one sort of hard skill that i learned from school that actually matters it's generally sort of those more soft transferable skills that matter but like something that you actually just like a daily task oh, i can't think of anything mm. I mean, and that's, that's true of like, I mean, we're talking about elementary and high school. Yeah. That's true in college too. Like, I don't, <laughs> like learning how to learn is why you're there. Really. You learned, like you, for example, learned more how to be an engineer than to do engineering. It's, yeah. I, I learned how to think about a problem a certain way yeah. and learned how to ask for help and learned how to use people as resources and yeah. those kinds of things, uh, more so than I learned actually how to engineer something. And all my fellow business majors learned how to, milk people for all their worth and be really phony they did a really good job too <laughs> all right this is getting a little heavy let's get back yeah, to all right all right, all right. Anywho, number six all right number six this one's really straightforward long division and that kind of just goes for <laughs> for <laughs> i'm sensing like an old wound that oh i hate right it here. like the fact that you just said long division means you <laughs> no. a struggled no. with it and b still hate it and are still bitter it's about so it. true in fourth grade i think i got like a 50 percent or maybe even less i think it was like a 25 percent on a quiz and i remember ripping it up and flushing it down the toilet so my parents would never see it seriously I was you so actually ashamed. flushed it i was so are ashamed. you sure you don't live in a sitcom <laughs> like all the shit you're saying like happened to michelle tanner 
Yeah, are you sure that uh, Bob Saget didn't see you doing that and sat you down on your bed? Well, some like nice little '90s music played was like no, no that was no, real. No, no, no. That was real. Yeah. I hated Long Division so much, and I mean, it, it does go for pretty much any sort of math function you need to do now. But you constantly have your phone, which is a calculator, in your hand at all times, so there's no point in learning or knowing. I really like this one. <laughs> Can I add an, an addendum to it yes. that I think makes it a truly useless skill? Yeah. Um, so when you first learn division, they teach you how to do it, like, with a remainder. So, like, oh my God. 25. So, so stupid. Yeah. So, like, 25 divided by six is four, remainder one. Like, what the, like, what the fuck is, is the point? That's not learning how thing. to do decimals, People don't right? say yeah. that. No. Yeah, there's literally no reason you would need to know, like, oh, and there's one left over. Like, not in a whole number. It's, like, it's, it's, it's just as annoying and hard to do as long division. But it doesn't even, it doesn't even have a practical application ever. Like, it's not like you can just punch that in your, your calculator won't tell you what the yeah. remainder is because why would anyone need to know that? Because it's right? a stupid thing. That's a really good point. It's a stupid thing. I actually concept. think we should narrow this to remainders. <laughs> remainders yeah, are so like, dumb. It's the spirit of division, cause, you know, everyone hates division. Uh, but I think that, I remember, I remember even at the time being like, I don't know, is this useful to know? I guess, like, think about it, like, if you're dividing apples among your friends, you can say like, well, we'll each get five and then we'll have two left over, remainder two. I suppose. And we can, and we can throw those at each other. I don't know. I guess that is it, more, like, that's relevant a good skill point. than saying, oh, well, we have .25 apples left, you know? <laughs> That is interesting. See, the only thing I'll say in defense of long division is, at least for me growing up, I was always good with arithmetic. Like, later on, math I wasn't as good at, but arithmetic I was always good with. And I thought it was really cool the day I realized that I knew algebra all along because of stuff like long division. Like, that was cool. In in all seriousness, like, that was a cool day because for me, with division... I, I, you know, I knew how to do long division, but I preferred to think of it as like multiplication with a missing number. So it would be like, if it was 25 divided by five, I was like, all right, so what times five equals 25? Because I was really good with the multiplication tables. So it was like, cool. One day I was like, wait, that's just five X. Whoa, that's cool. Like that was a cool moment. Um, and then that was about it as far as its usefulness went. Because then what's interesting, what I also think is funny is, the direction that your math classes take you tells you how stupid arithmetic like this is because when you're taking calc, they don't make you divide like big numbers. You mu- you either have a calculator or the numbers are simple integers because that's not the important skill. Like that doesn't matter. It's understanding a Lagrange multiplier that matters. <laughs> well, then some of us are hopelessly lost on that front, unfortunately. But seriously, right? Like it's they don't they don't distract you with stupid long division when you're taking like actual advanced math. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> yeah, good work, Caron. This is a dumb one. I hate yeah, this. I told you. Yeah, <laughs> especially the remainders. <laughs> especially the remainders. Okay, let's uh, go to number five. So this is definitely more of a primary school thing that you do. But this one is how to color inside the lines. And I feel like this Ooh. is a school they or a skill that they really drill you in kindergarten, first grade. They want they give you the shape, they give you the crayons, they make you color in the box or in the shape or whatever. 
And as, you know, uh, I guess I could call myself an artist. An as artist. an artist, that's like the opposite of what you should be doing. You shouldn't be confined <laughs> to this box. You should be using your imagination <laughs> and your creativity. Sorry, this is getting a little like... No, it's okay. This is good. No, but... Um, you shouldn't be letting this box confine you, you know? I think it's a really stupid skill to teach little kids. I will say from creativity. the other side of the, the register here, though. Because, like, Caroline, you are talking to... Yeah, yeah, like, you're, you had the ability to call her inside the lines. was just given to you by your creator. And so you were like, you know what? Screw these lines. I'm going to go outside these lines. I was, like, desperately trying to call her but inside why? the lines. What's because, the point? No, because, but because I needed to learn to call her inside why? Why did you need to learn that? Because once I learned, okay, so let's say, for example, I was like trying to draw a fence, right? I'm not capable of drawing a straight line. But if I call <laughs> her inside the lines enough times, maybe my brain and my hand will get tricked into learning how to draw a straight line. And then I could draw a picket fence because I've drawn inside the lines so many times. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was so risk averse. That I like, <laughs> like, let's say there was a, uh, like this guy's shirt was like, clearly supposed to be red. Or I wanted it to be red. I would just like make a dot of red right in the middle, mm. like nowhere near the lines. And like, that should be enough. Like this, do you see the red? It's inside this confine. The whole thing is red. Use your imagination. Like that was how I colored. Like it's literally dots. Like the, I, that's I how risk averse I was. I out of that play. Yeah. And. <laughs> This, it's it's just it's really funny to hear this coming from uh, someone who's actually creative compared to me. Like to me, like the the lesson to to follow the rules. <laughs> I love this. Is, this is such a great image of like young Kyle like quaking in his little duck boots, like oh no, <laughs> terrified that I would screw it up. And like it's just it it's kind of funny that we have such differing opinions on this and how like different we actually like. <laughs> practice our our crafts in real life like uh because like for me this is one of the most profoundly important lessons yeah, that yeah. i ever learned don't make me. waves yeah seriously <laughs> okay okay i no i completely see your point and it is kind of funny that at that age that's what we're being encouraged to do because right. like and I, I'm, I'm making fun and joking, but I, I actually agree with you. Like, it really, I get it. Like, teaching kids how to follow rules and, and, and work within the confines of, like, a system. But, like, you're right. Like, you should also be encouraging kids to be creative. And that comes too, but <laughs> that's funny. Okay. Uh, number four. This might be a, uh, Massachusetts thing. This also is the one that falls into the bucket of, lies that they tell you and you guys might know it's coming but number four is anything your history teachers have ever taught you about christopher columbus mm. Ooh, yeah yeah <laughs> not only not only is it a lie or it's not only is it useless but it is a lie as well which makes it even more useless um so just i'm just uh, gonna on joe and Aunt jill if you're listening uh we here on this podcast are very proud of our italian heritage <laughs> Um, but yeah. <laughs> All right. So for here on my, on my list, I'm keeping track at home. I'm just going to put successful white people pre 1900. Like yeah, that's, that's a probably <laughs> yeah. a better, a better version of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's good to know your history. 
Yeah, I think this one we, we should focus on like the, the, the lying aspects of it or the omissions of truths. Um, yeah. Like it, it's important to understand what had, ha- what has happened in the past. Um, but it's useless to know those things unless you're actually given the right context or uh, what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's actually also kind of funny though? Like on the other side of it is, so it's it's really annoying to learn all this made up shit about like awesome white dudes, but it's also really annoying when textbooks come up with the same token other person, like uh, Mary Wollstonecraft <laughs> showed up in every history textbook yeah. ever. I did a dress up book report about her. Yeah, Vindication of the Rights of Women, right? Was yeah. her thing? Yeah. So she shows up in every history textbook ever as just like the throwaway one woman who did anything. And they're like, oh, but um, some great work by Mary Wollstonecraft, who, by the way, they never tell you in the books, Mary is Shelley. Mary Shelley's mom. Yeah, that's But they valid. never tell you. Yeah. No way. Who, yeah, yeah, seriously. Who was married to Percy Shelley? Who wrote which poem? I don't know about that. I was just going to ask you to make sure our, our listeners knew who Mary Shelley oh, is. Oh, so yes. Yeah. So Mary Wollstonecraft uh, is the one uh, interesting writer, uh, female writer who gets mentioned in history books who wrote Vindication of the Rights of Women. Her daughter, Mary Shelley, is the author of Frankenstein. Mary Shelley's husband, Percy Bissa Shelley, is the guy who wrote Ozymandias. Or oh, I should I should have known or that. Or the Damn. inspiration for one of the final episodes of Breaking Bad. Um, it all comes full circle. At any rate, I think, I think it's not equally as annoying because nothing is as annoying as having to listen to a teacher tell you about how great Christopher Columbus is. But I also think it's really funny that like, there's always one random person that we all hear about from all these movements. Um, but yeah, the the Christopher Columbus thing stands alone, especially if you're one of those kids with like a well-developed bullshit detector and you're like, oh, please, like really, I'll listen to this shit again. Yeah, I wasn't one of those kids. I was like, wow, good for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that turned around. Yeah. You sort of you sort of entered like a cynical think tank uh, freshman year with the two of us. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely on the other end of that spectrum now. Yeah. So that was, that was four? Yep. Let's do, uh, Caroline, did you have any honorable mentions that didn't quite make the list? I did have two so- honorable mentions. Oh, all right. So, number one, this might be a personal thing again, um, but I'm just going to throw it out there, see (laughs) if anyone agrees. Okay, number one honorable mention is acid rain. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited what the explanation of this is. I feel like in science class, from like Third grade on, there was a chapter where you learned about acid rain, and literally the same photos that of acid rain yeah, were in like every a single of the textbook. Factory and the, the evaporation, yeah. and then the rain. Yep. And, and I very vividly remember a, this yeah. statue, and it was all green and like dilapidated. And I remember just being scared shitless <laughs> of acid rain. Like one day I would walk out, and it would be rainy. <laughs> And the acid was just going to burn my flesh. And I, I just, like, why did we learn about that every year? Why was it in every You know what? I'm, I'm, like, working through my thoughts on this. And I think it's the same reason that they distract you with Christopher Columbus. <laughs> is because they're just, like, they none of these teachers wanted to talk about global warming. 
And so instead, they're like, you know, we should teach these kids to respect the environment, but in a somewhat more politically safe way. So let's talk about, like, the pretty much ignored apolitical issue of acid rain. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's a precursor to all that for sure yeah I, I, just, it was just funny to hear you say acid rain like the fact that it exists like <laughs> yeah just like hearing the words acid rain come out of your mouth at eight yeah. fifty-five on a tuesday night right it's really interesting yeah i have a couple i'm thinking of that are kind of in that same vein of things that i'll mention later so okay. go ahead cool uh <laughs> very and then <laughs> honorable mention number two so I feel like this one is very relevant. This also in terms did not of, happen to you in it, real life. Well, no, that's what I mean. And this, this is why it's getting honorable mention, because I never had the experience of, of this. I don't think anybody did. This yes, is they a did. Movie invention. No, I think that it's real. Okay, so I'm just going to cut to the chase. The condom on the banana. The what? <laughs> in, like, sex ed class or health class or whatever, you have to put the condom on the banana. They did that on like Mean Girls. This happens no, on TV that was all the time. Definitely a thing they did in public school. <laughs> this is not a real thing. You watched way too much TV. <laughs> no, it was definitely a public school thing. I promise. What the hell are you talking about? This did not happen at your public school because all of the girls got pregnant. This, this probably happened, but like it was just a couple of like. Uh, no, like, like stupid kids that thought it would be funny. Like, it definitely wasn't taught to anybody, right? <laughs> no, I promise. This <laughs> to is be thing fair, Kyle, this does happen. Like, the, the sex ed teacher shows the kids this in every movie ever. But I don't <laughs> think this actually happens. Okay, well, life. even if it is... But it would be movies. fairly useless for a variety right. of reasons. Right. Wait, wait, why? Uh, well, I'm going to... I'll do, let... I'm going to go with the hook, probably, is first of all, like... <laughs> Actually, like, just the, the the nuts and bolts of it. Hopefully, that's ah. not like, oh, that wasn't intentional. But also, I think my... <laughs> We're twigging two berries. I think my perspective is, it's like, why... Isn't that kind of self-explanatory? Like, why do you need to practice on a phallic-shaped fruit? Like, shouldn't you just, like, see it and figure out what to do with it? I don't know. I feel like that doesn't need explanation by a, a teacher. I'm I'm I, just gonna I'm gonna punt on this one, Kyle. I think when you get into that situation, it helps to know what to do and have okay. seen it before. As as we saw in the forty year old version, yeah. like if you've not used one of these before, you could end up with a real problem. On your <laughs> and hands. poor uh, poor cat and cat Jen cat Dennings. What is her name? The girl from two uh two broke girls coming in and thinking that you've had relations with her mother like forty times because you. You yeah. accidentally broken like forty condoms. I just think when you when you're in that you're in that realm of things, you don't want to leave things up to chance. I I will uh I'll also last last thing I'll say on this topic. Um, <laughs> never mind. I don't know. I'm a little yeah. I, agreed. That feels fairly useless. <clears throat> All right, that's a good honorable mention. Okay, so for number three, this is kind of a topic with a couple sub. Uh, bullets, as you will see. So, the topic is memorization. And Mm. the specific buckets that I called out are, or the bullets that I called out, rather, um, the periodic, the, excuse me, the periodic table of elements, Mm. state capitals, memorizing poetry, and memorizing the Constitution. Can I just say, I'd like to hear the rest of your thoughts here. You are barking up the wrong tree here with Kyle. Okay. Keep going. No, 
I was pretty good at memorizing states and their capitals, not gonna lie. I probably couldn't do it to this day, but back in fifth grade, I was, I was a champ. But uh, that's not teaching kids, sorry, this is gonna get a little bit uh, like political, that's not really teaching kids how to learn. That's just teaching them how to memorize things, and I just don't think that that's constructive at all. I would say... <laughs> you're teaching like you're teaching kids how to be good at school down the road. Like you're going to have to learn to memorize things like whenever you take another test in high school and then college and then the bar or like whatever. Um I think the I think the the better bone to pick here is like uh like the specific things you're being asked to memorize. Yeah, that's true. Cuz you're right. Cuz you're right. Like it's it helps to like to seem like an intelligent person to know the capitals of the states, but like, do you, I mean, do we really need to like invest a lot of brain power? It's in cocktail that? party know. knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a it's a sporkle thing. Like knowing I, I was <laughs> Kyle. Why do you could, say sporkle? Is there some reason? Is there something you want to tell us? Some some skill you've oh. acquired? Oh, it's just uh, <laughs> that I've acquired. Uh, <laughs> I'm just a nerd and. Like, once the idea came into my head, I couldn't not do it. But I did, like, I, I obsessively for a short time, like, figured out how to do the... I memorized all the countries and the capitals of the countries of the world. How, That's when? Were you, were you, like, a young kid with a lot of time on your hands, or when was this? This is last month. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, okay, okay. I guess... Yeah. So, this number three kind of originally started as just the peri- periodic table. And... Because I think that's stupid. I hate how in chem we had to memorize the whole periodic table of elements. I I just think it's stupid. Anyways. And then I just kept thinking about, well, all that was is memorization. And that's also stupid. They make you memorize other things. Maybe the state capitals. I'll give it to you. That uh, that can come into play later down if you're at a cocktail party and you want to impress people. Or it's just fun. <laughs> or it could come in handy when you're playing sparkle so i think it's all about the question i think the question here is is the thing you're memorizing a building block of something else later mm-hmm. and i think that's sort of the test so unfortunately i'm gonna have to go against you on the periodic table one as stupid as i think the periodic table is because i don't get it <laughs> um i do remember the noble gases was always fun but uh Knowing the periodic table back in front is really important if you're going to be in chemistry because it allows you to like synthesize ideas because you can then just like at the drop of a hat go, okay, I've got this microscope and I'm seeing this and therefore like this is the conclusion I can draw. I don't know if that makes any sense because I don't know what microscopes actually see. But Chemistry. Yeah, chemistry stuff. But I think that's sort of why that would be useful. Whereas I think something like the the capitals, yes, they would be cool to impress somebody with, but they don't build towards anything. There's no there's no application mm-hmm. of memorizing the capitals that that goes towards. But if like say you're a theologian, knowing all of the books of the Bible of like the Old and the New Testament is a really useful skill mm-hmm. because it allows you to sort of like call something to mind quickly or. Yeah. Like say and, like, say you need to know like the works of an author. Just like it's obviously it's not useful to know all the works of an author just to know it, but in order to have context when you're thinking about something that happened, then that's useful. So I think that to me at least that's the dividing line. Is like yeah. does it actually build towards something else? Yeah, I guess it just depends on what the topic is and what you plan on majoring in in college or what you plan on continuing. Education. Yeah, I think we can all agree that regardless of what you major in or choose to do with your life, 
there's really no reason to know the state capitals other than to impress people and be a douche. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. that fair? That's Let's put state fair. capitals in this slot. Then. I like state like, capitals here. Like, memorization parentheses state capitals. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can agree with that. All right, Doug, cool. what do you got for number two? Okay, number two. So this isn't really not something that you necessarily learn in academia, but it's more just something that you learn in school in general, and that is having to ask permission to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. How stupid is that? That's a really good point. This is sort of like the. It's not so much. It's not so much the that like. It's it's the, the what you're learning here is you're learning to defer blindly to authority. Right. Yeah. But. <laughs> On the other hand, yeah. what if you just take off to go to the pisser and you miss something? Or what if you don't take a hall pass and then all of a sudden everyone's going to the bathroom? <laughs> it's sort of, yeah, no, it's a complicated thing. It's a slippery slope because as young, <laughs> as young minds, you have to be molded into productive citizens of the state. Like you have to, you have to be a functional person who adds like incremental value to the Republic but at the same time, we don't want everybody to, like, bow down at the, the altar of, like, asking to take a piss. Right. I just so think it's, it's, sort a little... of like, it's sort of like a tough, sort of tough line we're, we're walking here. Yeah. I agree. And I think that maybe you can kind of cut a little slack in, in earlier education. But think about in high school. You're an 18-year-old woman asking a teacher to use the bathroom. I just think it's so ridiculous. I, I think this is interesting because this one is, it really depends on your perspective and sort of like your, your political ideology. Like, do you believe in, in sort of having a very like, you know, authoritative and even authoritarian state? Or do you believe, you know, are you a law and order person or are you like a personal liberty person? I mean, but like going to the bathroom, like I totally get needing to kind of draw some sort of authority in a class full of young people who could be rowdy or, you know, not listen to I'm just picturing but- this like going sideways and turning into Lord of the Flies <laughs> very quickly. I'm picturing like, like Kyle's taking a piss on some other kid in the class <laughs> and like it just I'm- snowballs from there. I'm picturing like a totally like new age, laissez-faire, hands-off, progressive yeah. school. They're like, don't even bother asking to use the bathroom, man. Just go where yeah. you know like what? it, man. Kids, you and then like the Montessori kids. Did you ever have Montessori <laughs> kids who like got mainstreamed, Kyle? <laughs> no. Well, we had one Montessori girl who uh, oh who shall remain nameless. Uh, who ended up getting ma- like mainstreamed into our school in like eleventh grade, and she just couldn't survive because yeah, everything she did was so like, oh my god, she would just do whatever she wanted whenever, and it was brutal. Yeah, man. Well, I don't know who you guys went to school with in these fancy pants schools where they were teaching how to count to three and <laughs> fucking Taiwanese, but uh, <laughs> where I went to school, if this was if you didn't have to ask to go to the bathroom. I guarantee you someone would have pooped in a desk. Like, that's how that, that's how this story ends. Like, oh, oh, Bradley pooped in the desk. Like, I don't know. But I think that's, like, I think that's where, it, I don't think that's where the story ends. I think that's where it starts. Like, I think Bradley poops in a desk. Bradley suddenly poops Bradley's in his like, desk. Suddenly Bradley's, like, running a big, like, drug ring in the back oh of class. Well, Lisa is, like, if Bradley can poop at his desk, like, why can't, 
I do this, and then yeah. all of a sudden, I don't know. I <laughs> I get it. I totally do. Maybe we move this one down or something. I guess. I just think but it's this important. Like, arguably, this is the worst thing you learned from school, or the most important. Like this really depends. Like this is sort of a one flew over the cuckoo's nest situation. Like, yeah. Is it good that Nurse Cratchit is like keeping everything in order, or is she like slowly robbing us all of our humanity because we can't take a shit in the back of class if we want to? Like this. Is really a question what matters to us <laughs> such yeah. fascists color in the lines poop at th- poop in the bathroom <laughs> i don't know why but like i'm just i'm just seeing john or uh john, i'm just picturing john goodman like this is what happens you fuck a stranger in the ass larry somehow this has turned into like the big lebowski like things are just going crazy this is what happens when you don't make people ask to go to the bathroom i feel the opposite way i feel like and when i think back to my teachers who didn't require you to raise your hand to ask in the middle of the class to go take a piss things were in order like people would just say okay cool like let me go do my business and then i'll come back like people didn't abuse so it you're like believing in personal responsibility it's like, i just i feel like the evidence of society just really argues against any sense of personal responsibility like i don't i don't have faith in people i like i would say generally speaking i skew towards just like personal liberty and like letting people do what they want but i also like i do that because i think it's the way it should be but it doesn't work. <laughs> I totally respect that opinion, Caroline. Like it's the same with alcohol. Like yes, if you, yes. um, yeah, yeah. Like if you, if you build up, this yeah. stigma around it, all yeah. of a sudden, you know, if you have to ask to go to the bathroom, all of a sudden, I'm gonna want to poop in my desk. Right. <laughs> I just like, is it a natural inclination to want to poop in the desk? Okay, I didn't bring up anything about pooping in the desk. I don't know where this came from, but no, that, was that wasn't part of my, my point here. <laughs> it's an important sort of like point off the point, though. That's my point, is that I think you do learn a valuable lesson from... I, I, <laughs> let's move on. But okay. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think there's some important uh, lessons to be learned from from knowing when and where to use the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at any rate, yeah, number one, numero uno. (laughs) Okay, number one, this is a pretty universal one, Uh, and, you know, it was really hard to to break down the order of this list, but I think that everyone can agree that this one would at least be in the top three. Wow, I'm excited to hear what this is going to be. Yeah, I wonder what it is. And number one is The Recorder. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. my god. Yeah. This is I didn't one. even think yeah, right. number one with a bullet. <laughs> There's no okay, so oh my god. Okay, yeah. so as as I was thinking about this one, <laughs> I was like, okay, what could be the pro of you of learning how to play the recorder? And I actually did read an article saying that the recorder she did could be way more wait, research than we've ever up, done. Don't cut me off. Um that the recorder could be a gateway instrument. <laughs> What? to wanting and be being interested in, in learning how to play an instrument as the like the flute or the clarinet or another you know wind instrument um however i think that's bullshit uh <laughs> and i think that making all i think it was third grade that we started to play the recorder I just don't think that that thought, like, oh, yeah, like, in third grade, I'm going to play the recorder, and, oh, wow, this is such a beautiful-sounding instrument that I do want to move forward with this, and I do want to learn how to play 
the flute or whatever. Uh, you know, I the just clarinet, think... clarinet, which right, you did play. Which I did play, but not because I thought the recorder was the greatest thing ever. Uh, I just, Jimmy didn't start doing cocaine because he thought marijuana was the greatest thing ever. Right, that's why I think the gateway. article... That's why I thought that the article was BS. No, but he does cocaine. Oh. Anyway. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of pseudoscientific, like, sociology in this list here. Like, the, yeah. ga- the gateway drug phenomenon, if I'm not mistaken, has been utterly disproven. Um, so I'm thinking that as far as the recorder goes, it's probably bullshit, too. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's my number one. I think it's pretty pretty darn useless. Yeah. The only thing that playing the recorder ever inspired in anybody... Was our dear friend Alex, uh, who was inspired by his recorder playing in his youth to purchase a recorder our mm. senior year <laughs> and try to learn it again? Oh my as a god, man. I forgot about that. I'm sure that. Yeah, you remember he tried to do the Lord. He. Tr- I forgot he, that that happened. Yeah, he would come into my room. I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing like I'm playing a video game or doing. You know, God forbid, like homework. Yeah, you're probably he Mario sits, Karting. Sits on my couch. Hey man, I got this recorder, and he starts trying to play, and he like by ear starts to try to learn how to play the Lord of the Rings theme. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the only good that ever came out of the recorder lesson. So I'm, there's yeah, also I, some like good uh, Dwight Schrute playing the recorder moments on The Office, <laughs> like when he plays uh, the goodbye song to the bird that dies when Michael's experiencing serious depression. That's true. And then he plays it during, like, Bring Your Kids to Work Day. He plays, like, uh, Green Sleeves, I think, to the little kids. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you're right. Good memory. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you'll get no argument from me. Yeah, you're totally right. This, this is list. number one. There's no debate here. Cool. It's the, it's the stupidest yeah, instrument. It's so, like, yeah. it's, it's so high-pitched and annoying. Like, it's so insulting to a parent that not only do you have to pay, like, $35 for this stupid recorder. Yes! You then have yeah, to because list- it was always out of your own budget. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, and then, and then like, in addition to that, like, Mom, I need $35 for this instrument that I'm going to use to annoy the living shit out of you for the next, <laughs> like, two weeks before we get tired of it. Yeah. That sucks. Precisely. And then do you no remember, I'm having some memories now of the recorder, including two two main ones. One was uh, the case. Remember, it always had, like, that uh, black yep. plastic case yeah. that you had to, like, yep. carefully put it in. Yeah. Okay, no, I'm having three memories. So that's one. Two was, remember you had to clean the guard out to make sure there wasn't spit in there? There was like, so the, it was disgusting. Here's the last one. Oh my God, I just remembered this. At my school, the guys used black recorders and the girls used white recorders. They were <laughs> the same weird. recorder, but like they that's were gender so segregated for some reason. Oh my God, this is so weird. Why was that a thing? Wow. That's really weird. So like... <laughs> That, you wouldn't get away with that now. Well, that was weird. Why was that a thing? Yeah. That's know, weird. Man. What were they trying to teach you there? I don't know. Strict gender roles, I suppose. I don't know. Weird. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's quickly recap the top ten, and then, Mike, you and I can go through some of the ones we're thinking about. Yeah. All right. Uh, Caroline, do you want to do the, the ten for us, then? Yeah, sure. Um... Okay, so do you want me to start with honorable mentions, and then we'll go? Or... Just do just do 10 through Turn 1. Turn to 1 and give us just the sketch of each one. Okay, so number 10 was climbing the rope in gym class. <laughs> number 9, how to take care of an egg like it's a baby. Number 8, uh, how to count to 10 in a foreign language, and then nothing else. Number 7, <laughs> dissection, whether it be a cat, a frog, a worm, owl dung, etc., uh, number six, 
long division, uh, specifically with um, remainders. Remainders. Yep. <laughs> uh, number five had a color inside of the lines. Uh, number four, uh, anything you learn about history about um, white guys, uh, specifically C- Christopher Columbus in this case. Um, number three, memorization, but specifically state capitals. Sorry, Kyle. Number two, asking permission to use the restroom. And number one, of course, the recorder. Yes. All I think right. you've got a really good outline of a list here. I really like yeah. the outline. I've got a couple that I'm thinking of Yeah. that I think are strong contenders to be on the list. Mm-hmm. You mind if I rattle them off? Yeah, let's go for um, it. One of them that I'm confident Caroline will uh, be offended by personally, <laughs> um, <laughs> because we were off the air just talking about the use of this skill. The, l- learning how to write in cursive, I understand, mm-hmm. is oh, a great one. Is a great skill for a lot of reasons, like writing in cursive and signing things. But it's literally so useless that they have stopped teaching it in a lot of schools yeah Um, i considered this for my list but uh personally did not feel the need to add it but i i yeah i give you credit there yeah uh i love writing in cursive i did all my notes in high school in cursive because i just thought it was fun Mm -hmm. and like i'm glad that i know how to use cursive just to be clear yeah i think it's a great skill and i'm glad that i learned it i just don't think it if we're talking about things that don't have a lot of practical use in today's modern world, Cursed's one of them. Also yeah. worth noting um, that friend of the pod, Alex, uh, is excellent with uh, Cursive script. Ooh. And it's beautiful, and it's been a skill that served him well. However, yeah. no, it's, broadly speaking, not a particularly <laughs> useful skill. Yeah. No, that's true. Another one that just, like, for me personally, sticks out is like all the time you spend in science learning about like different kinds of rocks. Like oh, oh I want to just like, say I, you're you're gonna make a good compelling case. I just want to note that it was a blast. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> sure it is, but like, what the? F- who cares? Like, even like the o- literally the only profession that requires a knowledge of like what kind what kind of rock? Because here's the thing: even if you're like a soil borer or like you're you care about putting a building on a a, a particular kind of rock. You don't give a shit how it was formed. You just care, like, how much can it support? Like, like knowing where a rock came from and how it was formed really doesn't have much bearing on anything at all. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, we, and it seems like we learned about that every year, you know? That's yeah. true. Uh, that's one. one that wait, can, can I just, kind of wait, a, are you going on to the, another thing? Oh, yeah, go ahead. I just want to note a memory I'm having here. Uh, third grade, we got egg cartons, and... In each of the spots where an egg would be, there was a different type of rock, and we like each had our egg carton, and we got to like examine those rocks like weekly. Nothing changed because they were rocks that had presumably right. been around for millennia and and longer. Um, but they were each labeled, and I remember there was like pumice, basalt, some sort of sedimentary rock, sulfur, which was cool because it smelled, and there was like all the yep. different ones. I remember that was really cool, but yeah, it was not super useful. No, not at all. Here's one that is a stand-in for uh, a lot of, like, antiquated things. Mm. Um, Latin. Mm. People still learn Latin. You're going to get a little fight from me on this one, but I'd like to hear your explanation. Even though Latin can be useful in in determining the origin of a word here or there, 
Uh, it's literally a language that no one speaks anymore. Um, I think it's I think it's applicability. It's yes, its it. usefulness uh, is just not that prevalent. I don't know what, what what's your argument here. I'll speak for myself. In third grade, once again, uh, shouts to Mr. Cassell, the best teacher I ever had. Um, he had this thing where we had a word part competition. So you could come up with a word part. So either like a root, uh, you know, so like, you know, a library, like L-I-B-R, like to read. So that would, you would use library and then uh, other words that I'm not thinking of right now um, because my brain isn't really working. Uh, but, you know, you take something like that and you'd, you'd learn how to apply it to different words. And you would have a competition throughout the course of the year, whoever could come up with the most. And I found that to be an incredibly useful exercise. And then I took Latin for two years in middle school. And I personally have found that to be very useful because I have a very well-developed sense of what a word means before I've actually uh, learned it. Part of that is context, um, but I do think that having like some of the Latin word parts in your brain is very helpful. So I don't know. Maybe, I know I've got like a maybe I've got kind is, of like a douchey attachment to this because I found it useful personally. Well, maybe part of this is that I'm just didn't take it, so like I can't speak to how useful it is or yeah. isn't because I don't know it. Like the part maybe. where I learned like Caecilius est inculina was not <laughs> super helpful. That means right. Caecilius is in the kitchen. Uh, which is not helpful at all. And also, if we said it in Spanish, it would be Caecilius es inculina. Or if we said it in Italian, it would be Caecilius a inculina. Like, it helps definitely it's not figure super, out what... It's not super helpful in the sense that there's plenty of other languages that are still living and more adaptive to, mm. you know, uh, linguistic trends. I don't know. You didn't take it, right? Or did you take it for one year? No, I didn't take it at all. But I I think, yeah, no, I agree with you, though, that it's it's really helpful to know just to identify. Because I remember in bio, remember Miss Oz used to do, like, yeah. the suffix prefix things? Yeah. And I remember all the kids who did take Latin used to kick my butt because yeah. they knew what all of those suffix and prefixes meant so they could easily put together words. I don't know. Mm. I mean, in, in the real world, is it really super practical? Maybe not, but I feel like on your SATs, I feel like if you're trying to translate a different romantic language, yeah. But, yeah, that's all I got. All right. Well, we can leave that's that as an hour. That's guys, our boring take on it. <laughs> you've convinced me. We can just have that be an honorable mention. we've the audience to sleep. Yeah, we can cuss. <laughs> not kind of any of that. The last two... One, I don't know if I'll seriously lobby for. One, I definitely will. Do you guys remember the unit circle from Trig? The unit circle. <gasps> yes! yes! Oh, oh my god, I forgot about that. Thanks a it's lot. It's just, it's just like memorizing. Like the sign of this is oh, pi over three. Oh my god, I remember this now. It's not. It's so fucking dumb, and it only helps if you're doing Trig specifically. Yeah. Uh, and I just hated that stupid. I hated that class entirely, but I. I Specifically, you hate the unit circle. Oh my god! Um, You're totally bringing back a memory here. Yeah, wow, that's really, yeah. We don't have to yeah. dwell on it. But I hate the unit circle. Yeah. The last one. Yeah. Not. Can I just say the unit circle might fit just as well into trig? Yeah. I yeah. Was actually, Trigonometry, broadly speaking, is a really useless branch of math uh, in today's well, world. 
something I was going to throw into my list but ended up discarding was whether um, how to tell if a triangle is congruent. Remember doing those? I do. But I was actually just going to say, I think that might be the one piece is like the couple of triangle rules that you can use to sort of back yeah. into angles. That I would imagine for you, for example, would be helpful for like surveying. That's geometry though. Like, I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. Like, like surveying geom- and stuff. Geometry and trig are two very different things. And like oh, for most uh-oh. people. We're getting schooled, uh-oh. Caroline. Uh-oh. uh-oh. Here, Professor Kyle, what's the deal? Tell us about math. No, no, no. We don't have to get into it. But like, ge- like geometry is very useful. It's applicable in a lot of like real life scenarios. And trig is like, like when was the last time you had to know the sign of anything ever? <laughs> yeah, never. Or the cosine for that matter. Mm. <laughs> Whatever. We can move on. Uh, the last one I have, and uh, and I think this one, I think I think it belongs on here somewhere. Um, Mike, you'll probably disagree with me because you're dweeb. Says <laughs> uh, so the guy who just. Told us how great geometry is, dweeb. <laughs> Piss off. It's uh, This one is sentence diagramming. Oh, no dispute here. But this was just because I was an arrogant little prick. It was like, sentence diagram. I know there needs to be a predicate. Without being told, there needs to be a predicate. <laughs> All right. Why don't, you t- oh, why don't you like sit out for like 30 seconds? Caroline, how do you feel about sentence diagramming? So... <laughs> The physical uh, exercise of sentence diagramming, pretty useless. However, I do think it was it's really important to learn how to form a complete sentence without sounding like an idiot. Like, I, I, I remember that the exercises that you have to do where you like circled the verb and like underlined the predicate and like highlighted the whatever. And I think th- those are always miserable. But I just I- think. I just think a far more effective way to learn how to speak and say things in complete sentences is to just, like, read a bunch of sentences or say a bunch of sentences to other people. Like, the act of, like, underlining the noun and, like, drawing a stick off the side and, like, writing the (laughs) adjectives underneath it. I don't know. I just... I get get it. It's very intentional about making sure you understand the components of a sentence. I just always felt it was kind of dumb. I'm fully supportive. This falls very much into the bucket uh, of like my long-standing reform I would bring to elementary education, <laughs> which is like actually getting kids to practice stuff as opposed to learning all this theory, like reading. Like it's yeah, it's awesome to learn about you know really complicated stuff in really granular detail, but it's also really good if the kid just reads Harry Potter. Just go have a kid read Harry Potter. And guess what? A lot of cool words are from Harry Potter. Like, I remember learning a bunch of words that were great. I remember the word lugubrious. I remember the word niggle. I remember the word uh, uh, vex. I remember Q. I remember learning that the word, the letters Q-U-E-U-E was Q, like to queue up in a line. Like, there's cool words. Learn it from the book. I didn't learn it from some stupid diagram. So I'm totally, I'm very much on board with this one. Like it's stupid. It's stupid to tell a kid that the saying the dog is not a sentence. Like that's dumb. Just have them say the dog to their friend and their (laughs) friend go, Hey dude, that makes no sense. You just said the dog. There's nothing more to that sentence. Not a complete thought. Agreed. Okay. All right, glad we're on the same page. Yeah, what did you that's have, on there. I got, I've just got two actually. I think you guys really captured a lot of them, but I've got two that I like. Um, 
So they're probably too specific to me. I think Caroline will identify with at least one of them. One was uh, my elementary school. We sang a lot of uh, sort of two things. One, we sang a lot of slave yes, spirituals. Yes. Uh, and two, we sang the drinking like, gourd. Yes, we we followed the drinking gourd. Uh, Michael, row your boat ashore. Sweet sure. chariot. Uh, yep. There was. Um, <laughs> Oh, God. Moses. There's something about Moses, but Moses was Harriet Tubman. Uh, there was a bunch of those. Um, and then also, like, sort of Christian music. So it's really weird, like, in this public school context to be sort of alternately falling into this, like, really sort of Eurocentric, weird Christian <laughs> music, while at the same time, like, trying to, to culture us suburban kids with a lot of slave spirituals. None of it was particularly useful. It was really weird. And then when we finally did have one, count it, one uh, minority come to our elementary school, it was really weird. And he was like, what's happening right now? He was in like fourth grade and knew that was weird. Uh, (laughs) Weirdly, our like music department of adults who all presumably had graduate degrees in education somehow didn't understand how weird this was. Um, That's really strange. Like we did that, but it made more sense because I went to a religious elementary school. Exactly. Yes. It's one thing if you go to a religious elementary school or it's, I guess I feel like it's probably another thing if you go to a school with like some genuine diversity where this is something (laughs) where like. Everybody's participating and learning together. This, yeah. <laughs> it, just, it felt really. It just felt so forced. Like they were trying so hard to to teach us suburban folk. Uh, it, it was weird. So that's one. But then the other one, which is my, this one has to be on the list. I don't. It's regional, but it has to be yep. on the list. I know what you're gonna say. Caroline and I learned so much about the Salem witch trials. It's not even funny like, how much shit we learned. Like every year from yeah. first grade through uh, senior grade, year, yeah. yeah, through high school, between history books, yep. the Crucible, the field crucible. trips, yes, literally field trips. every single year, there's just some new part of it that yeah. you learned, and it was just it's really stupid because a lot of it is also fake news. Yeah, it's speculation. <laughs> like most of it is speculation. Yeah. And we remember I remember in uh, my freshman year so Caroline uh, for the listeners is a year behind me in school. So we were in different English classes and stuff, but um I'm pretty sure that you did all the same stuff right after. But my thing was my freshman year we read The Crucible for the trillionth time and a big part of it was going through the potential explanations for what had happened. <laughs> Uh, so one of them was just like the hysteria of, uh, a bunch of, once again, sheltered white girls meeting Tichuba, uh, the, the woman from the West Indies who taught them about, uh, sort of voodoo and then them all kind of going crazy just because it was like the most interesting thing happening in colonial Salem. Surprise, surprise. Uh, and then like, there was also the ergot poisoning. Remember Mm, ergot poisoning? This was the idea that there was some weird, like, crop yield that happened, and there was some fungus in the crop, and everybody got sick, and it was like a hallucinogen, and it was sort of Batman Begins situation, and everybody just started losing it. So, like, that is a level of granularity. I will I will stop there, but that's the level of granularity we entered in The wow. Crucible and the Salem Witch Trials going to school in Massachusetts. 
Yeah. Meanwhile, in suburban Detroit, we didn't learn any of that. Yeah. <laughs> but but I think, I will say, though, I think to, to universalize this so it's not just for us, I yeah. think the local history, which is utterly unimportant on a national or global scale, is, is a good sort of proxy here. Like Yeah. Like, for example, like, we learned about Mike every Illich. year. Not Mike Illich. Close. Um like we learned more about Henry Ford's revolution. Exactly. Of, yeah. yeah. Like, like all of that stuff was just bam, 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 like pounded into our heads. Like, there's. I think you're right. Like, there's always some local, regional something or other that you hear more about than it really is is right. necessary. And that yours also falls into more than one category. There. That's also uh, unnecessarily glorifying a not so great white guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. All right. Let's uh, we're 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 getting a little long here, so let's let's just dive. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Let's dive, let's dive right into this list. Um, yeah. which ones are we serious about putting on here that aren't currently on? I think we should put writing in cursive. I think I think writing in cursive. I think local history. Mm. Yeah, and I think I think trigonometry. Those are str- I think those are strong. I think the sentence diagrams is potential too, but I think that the tr- the trig, cursive, local history are strong entrants. How do you feel? Yeah, I agree. You've you've done enough with sentence diagramming to convince me that like it is important to to know how to put a sentence together. And but I'm on board um, with you that like there's other much better ways to learn it. All right, well then we'll just we'll we'll keep that in the back of our minds. But I think local history is a good one. I think cursive definitely belongs on it, and. Yeah, trig and like trig can also kind of stand in for just like obscure math that like you just doesn't necessarily have to be trig. But oh, like for proofs? example, wait a second, remember proofs? Oh, proofs are like horrible. like trig proofs. Oh my god, mm. those are they suck. Oh, they're yeah. the worst. I remember one time this guy. I don't want to say his name. Uh, <laughs> this guy I went to high school with. He um, we were doing proofs, and I got he like asked to see mine, and I showed it to him, and he was like. This is our valedictorian, very smart guy. And he looked at mine and he was like, oh my God, yeah, I never would have thought to do it that way. Like, honestly, Sant, like the fact that you're not thinking about this on quite as high a level as I am, like let you see that when oh, I could God. not. So thank what you. Dude. <laughs> wow. Come on, man. And that was what, like 10th grade? This, yeah, pro- yeah, 10th grade, Good exactly. Lord, what a douche. Yikes. Very funny. Not yeah, and and so. this doesn't matter. I know that you don't care, but just for the audience, Kyle was no slouch. You weren't the valedictorian, but I'm assuming you were like top two or three. So you don't have I, to. You don't have to say because it's you know we. I know you're not living for that announcement to the audience, but Kyle is not like the idiot in the back of class. Look, I was not in the top two or three. I wasn't that close to the top at all, <laughs> but. I certainly wasn't at the bottom of the pack, okay? <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking Trig as a sophomore. <laughs> Cut me some slack, Joe. Ugh, All right. What a dick. Uh so what so what feels vulnerable to you? Um I'm looking through this. I think dissection feels vulnerable cuz I I think it was pretty important. Um I think that uh <laughs> I think the egg just because I don't think anybody actually did the egg. 
Um, I can't believe you guys didn't do the egg. Nobody did no, the egg. <clears throat> we didn't do the egg, Mike. But like that, that thing exists. Like in home, home. home what egg. is that called? Home, home egg. egg. Like that, that kind of activity exists. So if you're gonna take it out, that's one thing. But don't take it out based on the fact that it doesn't exist. All right. Well, I'll, so I'm. I think that dissection is vulnerable. I think coloring inside the lines. Um, especially because we've gotten enough other ones that stand for some, like, larger social <laughs> cultural thing. Yeah. Um, uh, there's not a lot that's super vulnerable, because this is a good list. Those are two that I'm thinking about. What about you? I think going to the bath, like, like asking, <laughs> at, like, at, no, 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 that wasn't, sorry, no, 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 I, let me finish. I was going to say that the asking to go to the bathroom and the coloring inside the lines yes. represent the same exactly. lesson to me. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Fight the power, so let's, man. Let's let's pick one. I like coloring inside the lines. Uh, like that's just a. I think that's like a really easily identifiable one and less like uh, political it's right symbolic. off the bat. But then we can't then, talk about yeah. shitting in a drawer again. <laughs> I think we've done enough of that probably today. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. Um, so like, I don't know. It, it feels weird to like pull. How about we? How about we take the bathroom thing off? It feels weird to take number two off. Yeah. But then let's move coloring uh, inside. Number two. Ah. Yeah. Um, but then let's move coloring inside the lines up to yes, account for I that. Yes, I agree. Right? Yep. Okay. okay. Is that fair? Yeah. Um, Agreed. And then, yeah, I can get on board with, um, with, uh, dissection. I think that's important enough to understand, like, what the inside of a living thing looks like. Yeah. Um, so that makes two spots, assuming Caroline will go along with yeah. this. Are you, are you um, feeling generally okay with those yeah, rules? I mean, personally, um, I would disagree, but like I on a broader scale I can I can support your decision there. One thing about the rope climb is that here's so here this is a nitpick, because I want to make room for a third one here. It's not like they're teaching you here is how you climb a rope. It's a test, yeah, right? That's like a, that's a very that's a very good point. Mm. They're trying to see what your forearm strength is, and it's a weird way to do that. <laughs> but it's not like they're teaching you something that's just fucking useful. Well, it is. It's not, but they're not teaching you how to do it yeah. really, even at all. Yeah. Just, is that like a fair distinction? And you had it at ten, anyways. I yeah, feel like I'm being willing a nit to let with that, that one, one go. Also, just as an insert, it's like just a last note. It's important to note that America's youth is is quite out of shape. So anything oh. to get them, anything to get them moving a little bit is is a positive. <laughs> oh, undoubtedly. But I think I think to make room on the list because I think that even at, like if we if we consider that a lesson learned, like I'd still probably put it below the ones that we're talking about slotting in here. Is that yeah. fair? Yeah, but I think we need to memorialize the the image and memory of a young Caroline trying to climb the the tough rope. Yeah, I think that's of paramount importance. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. Okay, so we're gonna insert cursive and um, local history and trig. Yeah, how do we how do we order this? I I'm personally kind of leaning trig pretty high like I, I think trig is like a really useless skill yeah as someone who really hated the math i agree we just decided that we want to bump up coloring inside the lines very high does this feel like a two three wombo combo and if so like which order because i think both of those are probably stupider than like state capitals because yeah and uh 
I don't know. Don't t- please don't read into any of the political like implications <laughs> of us doing the Christopher Columbus thing lower. Like we don't care. We're just we're just having fun here. Yeah. Um. What do you guys think about Trig and coloring inside the lines at two three in some combo in I, some order? I like coloring two Trig three. Yeah, I agree. Yep. We're in agreement. Yeah, I yes. think so. Okay. So that leaves us at so then the next couple would be. State Capitals, Christopher Columbus, and Long Division. I, I think that the I think that the memorization of State Capitals things should move down a few, and I think that the uh, I think Long Division and Christopher Columbus are pretty strong entries. <laughs> Where do you put cursive? Because I actually think that cursive, like because it doesn't have like really any practical use compared to like division, even though you don't have to do it by hand. Like division is something you have to do. Like, I would, for me, I would put cursive above long division. Didn't we just agree cursive was three? No. No, trig, trig is three. Oh, trig was three. Oh, yes. I think cursive should be four then. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, so sorry, Mike. You were just saying that capitals you'd like to see move down a little bit? Like, it, towards ten. A little more towards ten. So, yeah, I think I think that after cursive, Christopher Columbus feels like a, a solid entry at five. Okay. Do you, how do you um, feel about that? Caroline, you had memorization above Christopher Columbus initially. How do you feel about that? Um, No, I feel good about uh, moving up Mr. Chris. See, I don't know, because, like, even though... Even though it's, like, it's not, like, entirely correct and there's a lot of omissions there, you're still... What you are learning is, is important historical mm. context. Good point. And you could accidentally learn the real story, too. Some things in there are true, like like understanding how people came to this this continent and how things were done. Like, there's a lot to be gleaned from that. Whereas, like memorizing state capitals, like like there's more implications of knowing about Christopher Columbus besides trivia. That's a that's a good point. Mm. Yep. All right, maybe we stick with Caroline's gut. Maybe then. even maybe even yeah. So so why don't we put state capitals here then? And um, yeah. So that puts us at, I don't know, the foreign language thing is really interesting. Like, I might even put that above Division and Christopher Columbus. Yeah, it feels so stupid. Yeah, and I think we had some a good conversation around that one, too, how it's not just limited to the numbers. It's just kind of what you learn when you study a foreign language in general, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, what would your next three look like, then? So, I would say six could be foreign language, seven, man, I don't know, this is tough. What did we have left? You've got Columbus. Oh, we didn't do Columbus. Oh, okay. Let's put Columbus next. Yeah. So, we go six counting to ten, seven Columbus. Oh, so we're doing counting above Columbus? I, I thought we had Columbus, Columbus first. Oh, Columbus is six. Sorry. Columbus, then counting. Yeah. Counting in foreign languages. Yeah. Yeah, not just counting. <laughs> and not and not obviously foreign languages. It's very important to understand yes. languages yeah. outside of your own. That leaves three, and those spots are for local history, yep. taking care of an egg, and uh and long division. Okay. I think Local history should go next. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I'm between that and long division. I feel like we 
not that we should remove long division from the list, but I feel like with the addition of trig, mm. I think that that kind of takes mm. a little bit of the the brunt of the math. Yeah, kind yeah. Of. That's a good point. Maybe condom and a banana uh, really makes a comeback <laughs> here at the end. Don't forget about acid rain. Yes, I do. The acid rain one makes me so happy. Just that Caroline said acid rain and nothing else. I was waiting for a reaction. We're just confused. Like, what's happening right now? Why is she saying acid rain? It's provocative. Yeah. Gets the All right. going. Sure, then. Um. Well, then, why don't we do local history at eight? And uh, and then we'll put. Uh, how do you feel about long division sliding down to ten then, and we'll leave taking care of an egg right there at nine? Yeah, I like that. All right. So, uh, have you guys been keeping track at home? Yes. We have. I think we got a list, my man. Yeah. Linus, I think we got a list. Got a list. It looks good to me. Why don't Caroline? It's your list. Uh, despite all of our tinkering, this is still your list. <laughs> Why don't you uh, recite our definitive top 10 most useless school knowledges? From 10 to 1. Okay, so from 10 to 1, we have number 10, long division. Number 9, taking care of an egg like it's a child. (laughs) Number 8, local history, uh, taking into account Ford, Salemage trials, programs, (laughs) etc. Whatever you learn in other parts of the country. Um, number seven, counting in foreign languages and nothing else. That's a very important thing to <laughs> yeah. note and nothing else. Uh, then some static, then nothing else. Then right. nothing else. Uh, number six, um, Christopher Columbus, um, and how he sits on a bed of lies, throne of lies, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, <laughs> nice. number five, state capitals and memorization in general. Number four, cursive. Number three, trigonometry. Number two, coloring inside the lines and all of the political implications that stands for. And <laughs> number one, of course, we've got... The number one. The number one, yeah. learning how to play the recorder. Wow. What a great topic, Caroline. Well, that is great guesswork. Yeah, that is... I never would have occurred to me to do that one, but that was so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on. We will definitely have to have you on again. Wow, thank you so much. That means a lot to me. You guys are good podcasters so i'm glad to have uh you know been by your side through this well thank you friend yeah all right see you later guys good night Alrighty, friends that was our top 10 for this week but now we'd love to hear your top 10 so please check us out on all of our available social media outlets traditional outlets whatever outlets we have Check us out on Twitter at Top10KM. That's all spelled out, Top10KM. Our email, Top10KM, spelled the same way, at gmail.com. Or our site, Top10KM.podbean.com. All forms of communication accepted, except for serial killer notes. Please don't send us any of those. If you like the pod, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never have to miss an episode of Top 10 ever again. If you didn't like it, please tell us why. We'll try to make the show better. Our theme music was composed by Kevin McLeod, and our artwork was created by Aaron Sant. You can check out her stuff at Sant Design on Instagram. Alrighty, goons. We'll see you next week.